All right, this is Dr. Jason Goto. I met him, we met him many years ago when we were trainers at Crunch Fitness at 350 North State Street in Marina City. Little tiny babies. We were both much younger, all of us, <laughs> back then. And our manager slash boss, James Bach, used to bring in people to teach us like educational stuff. So Jason comes in and I never had a chiropractor. So he's a chiropractor, applied kinesiologist. What are some of your other titles that I am not quite describing properly? I have your same now, some certs. Oh, multiple training <laughs> certifications. He pretty much is one of the best resources I've ever had and one of the smartest people that I've ever met. Not just in terms of knowledge, but also application. So when we were young trainers, I dislocated a few ribs during, you might remember yes. this, during judo. And it was pretty painful. Uh, my pain tolerance was maybe a little different back then. And you were there, you're like, oh, well, let me look at it. And I'm laying down on the crunch stretch table on a foam roller. And he's just like, Mr. Miyagi and me, he's rubbing, oh yeah, here's a problem. And he goes, this is gonna hurt a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> He's like, there, he's like, you said, this is, you said it's gonna be sore for a few days, but you'll be fine. So I thought, wow, that was, that was pretty cool. So as I'm talking to clients afterward, I'm like, yeah, this is Dr. Goto, hey, he put my ribs back in place. And they're like, oh my God, did he x-ray it? How, how do you know he didn't make it worse? How do you know he didn't puncture one of your lungs? And I'm like, holy shit, I have no idea. <laughs> so I go to oh, Masonic for an x-ray. <laughs> And the guy's like, oh yeah, you can see where they were and you can see where they are, exactly where they should be. And I thought, holy shit, this guy might know what he's talking about. Okay, that was you, you're the guy. Thanks. Incident number two, we shared, I had a client, you had a patient, yep. had this knee trouble for some former crunch guy as well. He was an executive, he played volleyball, athletic, lean, like healthy, and he had this knee pain. And I, I'm young, I have no idea what the problem is. And you know, I'm looking at it, I have no idea what to look for. I'm like, oh, I don't know. And you, he goes to see you, and you start doing some tests on him, and you realize that his stress levels are so high that his adrenal glands are shut down, resulting in knee pain. Nothing is wrong with his knee. Give him some adrenal supplements, bam. Knee pain gone. And I'm like, like, holy shit. How do you know that? Number one. Two, if he goes to a regular doctor, a regular doctor, oh, let's x-ray the knee. Oh, let's, let's do an MRI of the knee. Well, here are some pain pills to help you with the inflammation. Not really looking past the actual, not looking past the knee. You're looking at the body from a complete 100% holistic perspective. I thought, shit, that guy probably knows what he's talking about. So both of those moments were like, aha, moments for me, where I thought, hmm, if there's people to learn from this industry, and there are a lot, like I, I would choose this man to help educate me on nutrition and just sort of how to ask the right questions and understanding that every one of these factors contributes to health or inflammation or pain or discomfort. So there's been a, hand, a few people that have really helped my career in terms of teaching me what questions to ask, how to think, where to look, and you've been one of them. So those two aha moments from back in the day have been very influential on myself and bringing you in to be part of our 
Inside the Huddle podcast. So thank you. Thank you for helping me back, man. Thanks for putting my ribs back in place. They're, of course. They're that good. Was my they're pleasure. Strong and healthy. It's great. They don't hurt anymore. And an audience. It was, it was great. <laughs> so a lot of cool stuff for a lot of cool people over the years. So we appreciate you coming on and being a part of our Inside the Huddle. Thank you. I'm, not, I'm going to add on to that. I think just based on what Brian's saying, I need to see you later. <laughs> need. <laughs> need. <laughs> My old ass is broken. Hi. Entrepreneur. However. Gym owner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember maybe it was that same day. Probably not. But also at crunch when you actually were the person that introduced me to muscle testing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It was we, a mini seminar. Yes. And I lay on that table and you're like, here, push it up to me. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, you were the beginning pick. Yeah, I remember that too. And then you gave too. me like a, a sweet and low packet and you're like, eat this. Now let's do it again. And you're like, oh. And I'm like, how did that? I thought, how did that happen? And I'm like, she's fucking around. There's you're, no way that, that happened. You're a magician. <laughs> and that shit's crazy. You guys are both from Michigan. You guys are in cahoots. There's that's no, true. There's no way. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Brian, the detective, was like, you guys are messing around. No, I remember that too. That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that was that was nuts, and that was my first introduction to the whole muscle testing thing. And uh, so, yeah, you you've obviously helped a lot of people over the years get better, and I think it's very um, uh, complementary to what we do for a living, but on a completely different spectrum. And we have a lot of high-level executives who are constantly stressed out. And ourselves included we work a lot of hours and i think that takes a massive toll on the body but i i feel like people get into this place and maybe you you i would include myself in the same place where it's like yes my back hurts oh well it's a part of life it's just what it is i'm just going to continue to deal with it i'll do my mobility i'll do my you know stretching sure. and i'll go out and run 10 miles and it feels good for a short term, but then we get to back to the place where we're standing on our feet for 14 hours and then my back hurts again. And it's the simplest stuff. So um, what, I don't know even like the proper question to ask you because there's so many, but what is it that you find with even like general population, high level athletes, we have them all here. What is it that you recommend people do to feel better? I mean, I know that is a loaded question, but if someone just has simple back pain and they think that that's okay, do you think that that's okay? I mean, simple back, it depends. It's always Your brain getting, is going It's going to depend as soon as you talk about any type of pain and physical ailments. And then, you know, if I make suggestions of things, it just depends how long have you had it. Is it new? Is it acute? Did you change something? I had my first patient literally last month, actually was a friend and I suggested a multivitamin that I use and he started taking it and his back pain went away that he had had for a very long time because he was an avid painter, painted houses. And I, that was the first time I, I've ever had that happen. And I don't even know if it was a multi, but it was just, back pain can be a lot of things. You just gave him a multivitamin? Yeah, it was for athletes, a huh. athletic multivitamin. But it was just something very bizarre I haven't encountered in my career. Yeah. And I said, look, your patient base, I mean, your client base is generally very high level people, like high performing people. So they all want a role model. They want to do the best they can for their family, for their friends, for their employees. They're probably entrepreneurs, or high level executives here, like you said. And I just like to try to lead that role model lifestyle. Yeah. So I try to teach the patients to do the same thing. I said, what are, do you have a morning routine? 
And I think that's one of the most important things you can have is, what do I do in the morning when I wake up? After you use the bathroom. But most people just need to drink a little water. Mm-hmm. Like 20 ounces of water, you've just dehydrated all night, breathing out, breathing out. So you're expiring a ton of humidity. Mm-hmm. And you just need to get some fluid back in you. And usually what you can tell is, your eyes will all of a sudden brighten up and feel better as soon as you drink that first glass of water. And then have your coffee. You know, just a lot of people need coffee in the morning or tea. But I understand there are some morning routines that if people want to become more high performance than they are already, especially under times of extreme chaos, little things like having an actual routine actually calms you down because you get up. You know what you're going to do. It's not, you're not waking up into chaos. Let me check my phone. I mean, it's, it's very stressful to wake up and just check your phone and go, oh my gosh, this email came in. Oh, I've got to think about that for work. No, 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 no. Your morning is about you. If you don't take care of you, you can't take care of anyone. I mean, both of you are extremely high-performing people. If you fail, you can't come to work and take care of everyone else. Mm-hmm. People come here to, for stress relief. People come here to look better. People come here just to see you because they they really enjoy both of you. They we're love cool your personality. People. Yeah, we're cool people. people. Of course. We're not bad looking. <laughs> so the first place I usually try to tell people to start is get a morning routine. Have some water in the morning. You may sit and watch a little bit of TV, but I really suggest let's not do the news because have you ever left looking, watching the news and felt better? No, <laughs> not in these parts. No. So <laughs> most of the time I tell people, hey, you can tell Alexa or whoever you have in the, in the home, hey, turn on a podcast. Yeah. Someone who inspires you. Possibly like the inside, inside the huddle podcast. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great place to start. At least you're having some positive affirmations, positive input to start your morning. And maybe it also stimulates some creativity because most people probably come to see you are creatives and some logical people, you know, some type A, but they're also creative in their own way. Mm-hmm. So I always like to start with people's, let's have a morning routine to decrease your own stress when there's a lot of chaos. Is that gonna take care of my back pain? It might, it might be a mattress. <laughs> it might, it might. <laughs> Most well, back pain has been mattresses in my career. Yeah, I have a feeling. Um, <laughs> but to your point of like the whole water thing in the morning, I'm gonna be completely transparent with you. Coffee gets my ass out of bed. Water does not. No. And I just had a conversation, this might be a sign, I just had a conversation with somebody last week about a H2O sandwich. Cup of water when you get up, coffee, cup of water when you're done. And I'm like, well, one, that's a lot of fluids, but okay. <laughs> so the power of water. <clears throat> most, it is very important. Most of us probably don't drink enough of it, right? There's no way. Um, if people are doing three to five liters a day, that's plenty. It depends on your output. You guys are outputting a lot. Was your your breath output alone, just expiring a ton of the fluid from your lungs, in speaking, in talking, and then Damn. if you work out, it's more fluids leading your body, just in sweat and perspiration. So you probably are going to need about four liters a day of water. So you need to find something you like. I can't, I'm not going to lie, but I can't stand water. So I put something in my water every day. And this one, this just happens to have some um, potassium magnesium in it because it's anti-inflammatory. doesn't cause cramps. Mm-hmm. Um, most people are usually lacking a lot of magnesium when they're stressed out type people. Magnesium usually leaves the body a lot, and potassium also goes as well. So you could flavor it. I'm not saying with sugar, but you can flavor it with something that makes you want to drink it more than just plain water. Mm-hmm. But I was like you, I never used to get up and drink water. Like, <coughs> I don't like the flavor. I don't feel like it, and I need coffee. So 
Okay, four liters of water. That's a lot. Yeah, this is one. It's a lot of water. I definitely not doing it. But nonetheless, <laughs> if I put um, magnesium and potassium, you said? Yeah. And like electrolytes of some electrolytes. sort in every yeah. single bottle of water, am I going to have some GI distress? You never know. So how do you balance that? I start with some supplement that you like yeah. and you test it. There's, no one can ever answer that question for you properly. I mean, this is a, this is about a teaspoon of potassium and magnesium in this and it's plenty if when i added two scoops they mm -hmm. sent me to the bathroom for number two ah, yeah. <laughs> so you are 100 correct yeah, you have that's to, my concern you have to know where you're at yeah <laughs> also you want to think about it sometimes the more you can handle without symptoms the more you needed it meaning you absorbed it all where did it go if it didn't cause it to happen mm -hmm. there's something called a vitamin c flush if you really want to see how antioxidant deprived you are some people would suggest you can take as much vitamin C as possible. So you take two every hour. At the point where you get bowel disturbance, you back off two. Hmm. And then the next day you take two every hour getting up to that. At the point where you get bowel disturbance, back down two. But if you can take, let's say 12 vitamin C a day and you get no bowel problems, 12 grams, where is that going? And some docs have the theory of that you've absorbed so much of it and as an antioxidant, that your body needed it all. But eventually, you can't take 12 a day. You're going to have to cut back. Your body will eventually will go, whoa, we're overloaded, bowel distress, bowel distress. And then you back down, back down, back down. But it's an interesting way to see where your body is with antioxidants, just with plain old vitamin C. Interesting. So the athlete that sweats salt, and I've been around a lot of runners my whole life, and I've seen a lot of runners cross the finish line with chalk on their face, in their clothes. They're clearly dehydrated, correct? But then, I don't know. I don't know. But then you have the athlete who is having those symptoms of the sweating, the chalk. Right. And also has GI distress going on at the same time. What do you do to, what, what do you tell them? Where do they start? Oh, it depends. It's a really that's a tough question. Right. It, it depends on. I need more. I need a lot more history on them. I need to know like what is their lifestyle. Yeah. Where are you starting the day out? What is your diet? And what is your output? Yeah. You did ultra marathon, right? Ultra I Ironman. Ironman. Iron, yeah. yeah. Like the super intense Stupid. one. Just absolutely. Like it's amazing, but you have the experience to give to so many other people. Yeah. So you actually know the diet. You know the routines. You know what things can get someone there like you. Yeah. But someone that's not like you could try some of the same things and they're having bowel distress chalk right. on their body. It's a much bigger picture to look at. There's no just simple, where would I start? I start everyone with an athletic multivitamin. Made for athletes because most athletic multivitamins have tons of B-complex. Mm -hmm. You devour B-complex as an athlete or as a mentally stressed person. Now, what athlete or high executive or person that you guys see isn't mentally stressed and working out a lot. Most of them need a lot more B-complex than they've ever thought. So when I tell someone, hey, you need more B-complex besides just the multi you're taking, like, well, how much do I need? I don't know, 10 to 12 a day. And they just look at me in shock. Is like, they're tiny. Just pop four, pop four, it's, you know, with a meal. It's not a big deal. Well, I'm like, you're just gonna be bright. That means I'm taking too much and peeing it all out. Is it, it's better to have it than not. Right. And you tell me every day you take 10 of them. Do you pee bright yellow 
every single time? Or sometimes is it more clear? Where did that go? You used it. So it's, where are you nutritionally? Sometimes it's better to have more than not enough, except for your fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, K. You don't want to overload in those, and those would give symptoms. But I have never seen in my 16 years an overdose of any of those four vitamins. I mean, if someone's taking an overdose in those four vitamins, they're not any nutrition plan I've ever seen yet or any diet. Huh. What are those four? Fat-soluble vitamins. So if you accumulate them, if you're taking excess forms of those, they can actually cause other symptoms in the body. But I've never seen it, so it's not something to necessarily worry about. So the B vitamin, does that speak to the overactive adrenal gland? Yes. So particular B5 is one that's used up greatly under acute stress or long-term chronic stress. So going back to Brian's O client, um, yeah, we put them on adrenal support and they got much better. But that adrenal support had more things than just B5 in it. But B5 alone may have fixed that person. Right. may have fixed the pain. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Does he still take him? You know, he moved to he moved away. So I I reach out to him every March 29th of his birthday. But it's, it's been a while since I've seen him in person. Huh. Yeah. It's very good marketing. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, your birthday was not long either, buddy. That's on true. St. Patrick's Day. So yeah, I know birthdays like the back of my hand. Thank you. <laughs> <Happy> birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a little late, but whatever. Um. So the power of a vitamin goes a long way. Yes. And I just the foundation. At least in all of the things you've ever done, if you don't know what to do, just take a multivitamin. Yeah, you could take Centrum or some brand over the counter. I don't know anything about them. I don't know if they're good or bad. I don't know where they get their products from or what country they come from. Mm-hmm. There are like five companies I would use professionally and for me, my family, and anyone ever recommend because I know most of their information, who runs them, where their products come from. But start from the basic. It's just like if you're training someone, um, PES? No, CES. Both. Both. You've got to start from the foundation. Do we all have PES and CES? I think we do. Oh, we do. Okay. Hey, high fives. Nice. And you'd be surprised at how much that just solves. Many, many people, I put them just on the multi. And they go, I can't believe how much better I feel. Interesting. Because it fixed something. Let's say you have a ton of coffee all day. So it's taxing the liver. There's a ton of caffeine byproduct. It's a lot on phase two of liver detoxification. What does that take? It takes some nutrients to help that phase two of the liver survive. So if you took a multi, maybe gave it enough and you're detoxifying perfectly well. Hmm. So multi is the like foundational part to start in. Is there a particular brand that you prefer? There, if I had to go from my top down, I like biotics research. But they're physician only, so you have to find someone that you can get that through. Uh, Such as yourself. Yeah, I yes, I carry I carry exclusively biotics. But then I would go. I had them listed in my head. Like if you know if something went wrong with that company, then I'm going to standard process. I really like. I think they're great too. And then I have pure encapsulations, Thorn, and Zymogen. Like they're my top five at the moment. But there's no way I could know if there's much much better out there. It's just you can't keep track so and many. test them all. Right. But I say you like. Go to Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods or a grocery store that's probably a little more high-end. And even if they're gummies, a lot of patients are like, I, I'm not going to swallow a pill. So I say, like, please just go get the gummies. Yeah. Well, what I later find out, because I wasn't smart enough at the time, they would take, oh, I took a couple gummies. 
Okay, they're made to taste good, so you take them. So how much do you think they really have in them when you take a couple? I need the I said, whole jar. Yeah, you find. I said you probably need to take ten. And they're like ten. I'm like, yeah, two five and two five. But that's an expensive habit. You no, know, but it's better than no habit. You know, it's totally. than, what's the end result? High performance. Right. Yeah. So. To get yeah. there, you're going to save a lot of money just by starting them somewhere in the foundation. Well, these days you tell somebody to take a gummy. I mean, that could have a whole different uh, true, 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 true. Yes, yes. Another podcast, another doctor. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> Interesting. So in your office, you, you worked with me on many issues over the years. When uh, my baseball career ended and then when it restarted, I trusted my arm health to you. When I blew up my ankle, the first person I saw was you. And tell, I want to, I think people would love to hear about the scan that you have in your office, what it does, how it works and the information that you gather from it and what you've learned over the years and how it's helped people. So I have a technology in the office from Zyto Corporation, spelled Z-Y-T-O. And they developed a type of hand scan that uses galvanic skin resistance. So it scans frequencies in the body. So let's say E. coli or vitamin A, they have a numeric frequency. That big long point, 06943, I mean, a very long number, it's a frequency. Scientists have studied them and they know vitamin A's frequency is this. E. coli has a frequency. Things have frequencies. So the device can scan some of those frequencies in the body, has some algorithms, and it can output in graph, graph form and some linear information. Things that I can put together with your history, what's going on in your life, your current symptoms, and then take that, put it all together as a big piece, you have a more holistic approach to the person. Some mild things that show up, I, everyone's like, how can it tell what teeth are bothering me? I said, honestly, if I knew, I probably wouldn't, I'd be on, I'd be on a beach in Cancun right now, not doing this podcast, I'd be rich. But they come in and I say, wow, you're chewing a lot on the right. Look at all the teeth on the right are highlighted, but the left only has a couple. How's it, how does it know that? I'm like, I, it's frequencies i don't know but i can see like you know are you, why are you tuning over here oh i had dental work done here a long time ago it's still bothering me i don't want to pay for it you know like they're wow. avoiding something but it has organ charts in there acupuncture points and it also will suggest some supplements and it was like will you do this to sell supplements i said no if you ask almost every patient that's ever taken it from me do i suggest a supplement from it no i always try to find food first because the scan that day is for that moment that day so let's say you were running that day. You I was late. Out. I'm yes. train. Life is crazy. Got an argument yes. with someone. You arrived. You're steamed up. The skin is not going to be different. Right. It's going to be different than it is tomorrow. So I like to take it. I like to take a couple scans and go, what is your theme? Do things keep repeating in this? So I have a more well-rounded approach because I can't ask about every organ. I can't ask about the teeth. I can't ask about all these other things happening in a person's life because I am time restricted in the office. So it's just another piece to give me diagnostic information to put the pieces together to give someone a better treatment plan. But it's interesting what you find out. You say, wow, I mean, your eye strain is off the chart. Well, that's happening currently because there's a lot of chaos going on. People are working a lot on their computers. Zoom calls have went up greatly. So people are getting a ton more eye strain than normal. So another topic is people are online more than ever now. They have done great research on high, high performance. So this is perfect for your audience. About every 49 or 52 minutes, people underperform after that, underperform whatever they're doing, especially in office setting. They say, you need to do something every 49 or 52 minutes to move, but stop what you're doing. And most of the time, what people are supposed to do is you need to get up out of your chair, you stand, you close your eyes, and they say, just, 
jump around, jump around, loosen up the body. Here, one, you are giving your eyes a break because I strain A lot of people are like, I'm mentally fatigued. You're probably visually fatigued. You're not mentally fatigued. You'd be surprised. Think of your ultra Ironman, right? Mm -hmm. Mental fatigue, probably not, but your eyes could get tired, your legs could get tired, but you are mentally solid. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, people have a lot of mental strength, but their vision goes. Mm -hmm. They just get fatigue in the eyes and they can't strain, strain, and they can't focus. So about every 52 minutes, people need to stand up, close their eyes, and just bounce around, loosen up. And the most important thing is people sit, and this is how we look fat, we sit. I gained seven pounds lately, so it's gonna go away. <laughs> you did? Don't say it. <laughs> yes. Jeez. You know, it's yeah, very nice. But you're seated here. How many of us are taking a deep breath? Are you? I am now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one, you yeah. know, do we belly breathe in Chicago? No, no. because if you belly breathe, you look belly pregnant in chats. <laughs> yes, yes, let's think about it. I mean, we're in Chicago. Yeah. This is competitive. You gotta look good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Performance, you gotta look good. It's yeah. a different society than living in Michigan where we're both from. <laughs> if you're in a major city, it's different than if you're in the country because no one really cares. Yes. But <laughs> right, deep breathing. So people say, stand up, close your eyes, and take 10 deep breaths. And then you're doing the same. And after that, that 10 times, yeah, every, every session, <laughs> it refocuses you. Your eyes feel so much better, but you also stopped your thought process for a moment. Yeah. And when you come back, you're more, usually more creative because our minds are winding and winding and winding. And you're training someone, but there might be something in your background of your head going on. People are at work. There's something going on in the background. You know, the dog's moving. There's something going on in my background right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... It's like a high school class where you have 15 minutes, you have a yes. five minute passing period, right? When you get to the next class, you get up, you move around, you close your books. So applying that as adults is probably a good decision. That and it, actually we did something really smart in education. We did set those blocks into 50 minute right. timeframes, generally speaking. And now, yeah, and now we don't. We sit there and people can pound away at a computer for three hours. Ugh. There's no way. I feel like sometimes if I'm having a conversation with, not right now, but if I'm having a conversation with somebody, 20 seconds will go by and I'll be like, wait, what'd you say? Uh, and then I'm like, oh my God, do I have a dementia? Like what's going yeah, on? Yeah. What the fuck is that? You were sitting here the whole time. I wasn't even listening. What? I, I was watching your mouth move, but I did not regurgitate anything that you just said. No problem. I think it's really interesting. Ice cream is very high. Well, people go home. If you walk outside, which was part of typical daily routine. If you have morning routine, let's have a night routine. Before bed, if it can be done, an ideal situation is three, two, one. Sleep, three, two, one. Three meaning three hours before you go to bed, don't eat. Because if you eat, that food in your digestive system is going to spike your blood sugar and drop it. Spike it and drop it based on how you're digesting. So your blood sugar is going to spike and change, which will change your sleep rhythm. Hmm. It'll actually, when it gets too low, people tend to wake up at night. So when their blood sugar drops, they tend to wake up and they're like, why am I awake? Why can't I get back to sleep? Some people wake up there and just yeah. they go get food because they're hungry. Yeah. So three hours before you sleep, go to bed, don't eat. If you can, if you can't, a lighter meal is okay. So maybe you do a salad, which you don't do lunch, which should be your largest meal. Are you telling yeah. me right now, to my face, eating a whole pizza yep. before I go to bed is a bad decision for me? Not if it's a cheat day. Not if you're getting up at midnight <laughs> doing push-ups. <laughs> Damn it. So if I crush a home run in sausage pizza before I go to bed, you're telling me I'm going to sleep like crap, I'm going to feel like crap when I wake up, True. and I'm not abiding by your principles of health. 
you're not being the role model for your current patient base. All right. But look, if you don't experience Chicago, if you don't have fun, like, there's a home run pizza yeah. right across from your office up there on Sheffield, <laughs> right across Belmont. Have you been there? The home run pizza that's just north of Sheffield on Belmont, or just north of Belmont. I can't eat around my area. I can't eat badly because patients see me. I only <laughs> eat <in> my <laughs> secluded area. That oh I'm my living. god. Field trip, home run Clearly pizza. Clearly why Brian's traveling to the north side. The three of us. Point. Good yeah. point. We're getting pizza. There. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll get treatment, then we'll get pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, three hours before bed, try not to eat. You know, Every single that? client we train does not do that. We get home late too. We, we're the same. We eat Without before bed. No, I get home the same time. I get home at yeah. 9.30, 10. Because yeah. I work second shift for people to come see me. So you're going to bed at midnight? So no, I have a shake. I have a green shake. Oh, smart. Because... It's light and I sleep. I mean, I've, I've experimented. Mm -hmm. So high performers experiment. They go, look, if I have this meal, how am I in sleep? For a week. Mm -hmm. Try a green shake or something, green drink, for a week. And say, did I sleep better for that week? Right. You know, and they how are you going to tell that? You need to wake up and have your morning routine. In the morning, assess. I got up. Wow, I don't feel as bad as I normally do. I feel pretty good. Why is that? Oh, I woke up. I felt more rested. Why is that? And some people like me have these watches and they can kind of track your sleep rhythm, which is very good. Mm -hmm. And then two hours before you want to shut down as much as you can um, work. Very hard for some entrepreneurs, CEOs, you know, things like that. But two hours before you want to start winding your brain down and an hour before no screen time. That includes swiping. <laughs> Because you're stimulating the pineal gland. Your pineal gland tells your body, hey, secrete melatonin, let's go to sleep. There's a rhythm to the body. But yeah. you're putting like bright lights in front of your eyes. It goes directly in, stimulates the pineal gland. Stay awake, don't secrete melatonin yet. We're not ready for bed. It's not time to go to sleep. <clears throat> so I tell people, look, high performers don't watch TV. They don't watch crap on TV. High performers might read a book by someone inspirational, listen to a podcast, read about a leader. Such as Inside the Huddle by <laughs> Inside the Huddle. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> How many more of those are we going to get? <laughs> Can I ask a question about sleep? Yeah. I'm just curious. So like two, two nights ago, I got nine hours. I woke up and felt like crap. Last night, I got five hours, 40 minutes. I woke up today. I, it was like the best wake up ever. I'm so energetic. Can you maybe... Look at your that? meal before. What did you have to eat for lunch and dinner? And what did you drink before you went to bed on either one of those nights? Look at food. Food before... You go to sleep, it dictates a lot how you feel the next morning. It was ice cream on a nine hour night. <laughs> and last night it was uh, chicken and. Say broccoli, say broccoli, say broccoli. <laughs> and what? Chicken and peanut butter matzo. Okay, so peanut butter might have been a little. It depends. Most people have an allergy to peanut butter at this point in their lives, but generally it's a much cleaner food. You didn't get the preservatives. Dairy is pro inflammatory. I'm going to say it out loud. Milk is for baby cows, is not for humans. Period. Point. There is no exception. I, you know, I know lots of dairy farmers in Michigan. They will hate me for that. It's a billion dollar industry. But dairy is for cows, not for humans. Do the almond milk, do the coconut milk, do the rice milk. It's not for human consumption. Oh my gosh, my cereal doesn't taste the same. Find a different thing. Fine. Are you supposed to have cereal in the morning? That's another billion dollar industry. They don't do that. In Japan, every time I was there, we had leftovers from the night before, but it was it was like this great meal of um, vegetables and sprouts. It was like a soup, but it was so healthy. 
<laughs> what you're trained to do on TV is not what you should be doing. And that's another reason not to watch TV or flip through Facebook because if you think about it, when you're flipping, stimulation, stimulate, oh my gosh, really? Wow, ooh, another Trump meme. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, it's you stimulate, 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 and you're like, okay, it's time to go to bed, let me lay down. Is that really going to help a high performer? No, if you want to be a high performer, be a role model. If you start doing it, your chances of your spouse, whoever you're with, or other people who follow you will do it too. And then you can also talk from experience. If you start doing it, you have a client, then you can say, look, I tried this. These are some you know, tweaks I made, but they worked really well. And I think here's some other options for you because people right. need some options. You know, three, two, one doesn't work for people who work till 10. So, okay, like me, I have a protein shake before I go to bed, but it's not that heavy. You know, it's, it's a lighter protein shake. It's not like tons of fat, tons of fat, tons of fat, tons of protein. Mm -hmm. It's more of a green drink with some protein in it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. The three, two, one concept is kind of funny because uh, my sister was a marathoner at a pretty high level. And she had a coach when she was racing professionally who had a three, two, one rule. I don't know how you feel about this, but three nights out before your marathon, three beers. Two nights out before your marathon, two beers. One night, the night before your marathon, one beer. <laughs> I was like, I think you might be making shit up. I don't know, but I kind of think it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's so completely three, two, one. Three, two, it's very interesting. I mean, one, it, what, lots of people drink wine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> lots. So it's, it's a very hard habit for me to break in a patient. Very. People are bottle drinkers before bed, half a bottle drinker, and a glass is not a glass in Europe. We all know that. A glass in the US is a cauldron. <laughs> it's a mug. You know, it's, it's gigantic. <laughs> so you just put alcohol, preservatives, sulfites, nitrates, maybe some phenols, you put all that in your body. Okay, so it's pro-inflammatory. You just put a insulin-spiking substance in your body before you went to bed too. But it does relax you. So like everything in life. Balance. If you can't sleep because your mind is racing so much, I would suggest meditation. But if you're not doing that, then maybe, maybe the wine does work for you and that's what gets you to sleep. And it does put you to sleep for seven hours. Yeah. You know, it, everything is just balance yeah. and you just try to be the best role model the best high performer you can and learn from great people like you guys are always learning you guys are always taking new stuff brian's always getting new martial arts certifications reiki things you know everyone here we're all learning something new a new skill all the time even during times of chaos Yes, I did watch a lot of, uh, what's that king thing? Tiger King? Tiger King! Oh, I don't want to admit it, but you know, Ellie, under times of chaos, I shut down. <laughs> I literally shut down. It got really stressed out under times of chaos. I actually watched the entire series. But yeah, when I was done with it, I was done. Mm -hmm. I just said, whoa, role models don't do this. But sometimes you need to shut down. Sometimes it's okay. Yeah. You know, everyone's a little different. So you just got to balance it out. Oh, I blew through that in like four nights. <laughs> 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 you mentioned the meditation and one of the things I've always admired about you is sort of any kind of outside the box thinking to help someone feel better like you'll call a psychic you'll suggest meditation you will tell sure. people that you'd eat better like it's, you'll put the onus on them when it comes to the, to the meditation I guess in 2020 it's more common than it was when I was learning it in Lions Martial Arts at Woodridge in 2002 where we sat there 
with the music, music on, which I didn't know what it was, and I, we're supposed to sit there and breathe. We were, we were meditating, which I didn't, wasn't called that. But have you seen that the, the term meditation becomes more common with people, where back then, if they would have told me I was meditating, I'd probably be like, this shit's not for me. But are you finding with your own patients and with people that you're learning from that the, the stigma of meditation is becoming more common for people? I found it was very, it's been very interesting. Um, more people are definitely doing meditation or have heard about it or are thinking about it. Yeah. Thinking about doing it. I personally don't like it. I do it though. I don't like it. I actually bought a specific, very expensive chair to meditate in. Because I was thinking, spend the money, you'll do it. No, that was not true. It's my mental, it's a mental block I have. I don't think I'm accomplishing when I'm meditating, but it's, it's totally the opposite. Clear your mind. It's just like standing up, closing your eyes. It's a moment of peace to become more creative. Meditations become a lot more popular, especially with, especially these watches, like time to breathe, time to stand up. And also they have apps called Calm and things that announce. Their uh, headspace was huge. I mean, that's a multi-million dollar company now. And just 10 minutes of meditation, does it change you? I, I, I don't know. But when my mentors or the Oprah's of the world major leaders who have accomplished more than I could never probably be an icon in the world. But when icons are doing things like this and they can take 10 minutes or 20 minutes out of their day and their day's busy, trust me, it's, it's busy. That probably is important. So I look to people that are way above me and go, what are you doing that I could do better if I want to role model and be a high performer? And I'm still today, I'm not going to, I don't like meditating. I, what do I get out of it? Why some not? days, why, 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 why I mean, sometimes like? I'm sitting there and I go, Thought, 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 no, no, thought, no, thought, okay, no, thought. I'm like, did that really accomplish anything other than closing my eyes? I don't know. But I know it actually brings some peace to me. I know it decreases cortisol, helps with adrenal stress. You know, it, it does do something, but I can't come out of it going, ooh, I feel it, you know, or ooh, I have immediate gratification going, yes, this is what changed, and yes, I have immediate numbers I can prove. It's got to be something that I believe and if I believe it, it'll probably do something more spiritually, emotionally, more with my hormones, my neurotransmitters, but I can't measure it. So it's a little annoying to me. That's why. I would say the importance of training our minds like we train our bodies, it goes hand in hand, right? So even, you know, the meditation, if you're sitting there, it's quiet. You're supposed to breathe and be aware of your breath and your thoughts and your energy. But even if you feel like you're not, there's no like quantifying number, I feel like at least you give yourself a break in the day. At the very minimum, you've separated yourself from your day and you've given you time. You give your people, you give people your time all day long. We give people our time all day long. We need to give ourselves time too. So even if that 10 minutes of meditation in your super sweet meditation chair doesn't feel like it's doing something, at least yeah, that's Jason's time for Jason, or it's Emily's time for Emily and vice versa. So we, I, which gives us a little recharge to be better at our jobs for somebody else. So even if there's no number or instant gratification, right. maybe the long-term health benefit of you keeping with something that is difficult outweighs any instant gratification that we would get from our phones or our, our devices. So I think you should stay on your path. No, I, Buddy, I know why I don't want, I mean, if we have I'm to dive, we're diving deep, because I have, I'm in a coaching program now. Let's dive deep. I'm a personal coach, and we were talking, and she knows, like, I am a protector. I am a healer. I am a role model. I, nothing can go wrong, because I always have to serve and protect. I was also a cop. You're a police officer. Yes, serve and protect. I can't remember. <clears throat> but 
I don't allow my emotional side to come out at all. And I haven't. And when I go into meditation, a lot of the thoughts that are coming in are all tied to emotions, I can tell. So I probably don't like to go there. And it's on my own personal reason. It's not whatever else's reason is. But I know that I'm more logical, do this, fix this, help everyone here. But don't take care of yourself and deep dive why you have issues and why you are failing in this thing and why you don't have to do everything for everyone. You know, I think it's a big part of it is I don't want to tap into that part of me yet. I'm slowly doing it, but as I get older, it's actually, it's very weird. As I'm getting older, I'm becoming, you know, the more emotional side, I can deal with it. But when I, I wasn't when I was younger, it was like, go, go, logic, logic, perform, high perform. But you have to have both. You can't even have relationships if you don't have both. So yes, yeah, so have I had tons of relationships? Probably, but it's because, <laughs> because you know, I've learned to serve and protect, but behind all that, I'm, I wasn't giving my emotional side of me. Right. I was protecting, I was serving, I was doing all the right things I thought, but I wasn't giving the emotional part of me, which is not fair. So it's just been interesting as I get older. I, I'm gonna say I'm slowing down, but I'm learning that I don't know anything the older I get. The older I get, the more I learn, I don't know. I know, I know less than I thought every time. It's yeah. very scary. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Even just in the sense of like your day to day from a work standpoint, you know, in our career, we're constantly being surrounded by trainers who are younger and younger and younger coming in with their fancy moves and all that stuff. And then it's like, whoa, am I, um, really prehistoric in my thought process in terms of like the simplest thing or am I overthinking things? I don't know. But this pretty new makes quick money. Pretty new doesn't last. It never lasts. Yeah. If you're only good at being 24. Yes. It won't last. Once you yeah. aren't 24 anymore, your value decreases. Right? Right. So. You have to evolve. True. <laughs> I'm not 24. I don't move like it either. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> Man, this has been good though. It's awesome to have you in the room and have you pick your brain. I feel like it's, we've been transplanted back to development at Crunch 2003. Here we are. Muscle test. Muscle test. Why don't we bring it back to actually that seminar? I remember vividly because I never forgot it because all, all of the Crunch trainers were there. Yeah. yeah. Both of you were there. I remember Annette was there too, yeah. love Annette. And Brian had to get up and walk in front of everybody in a line. And we were talking about glute strength. And I said, he has flabby ass on the right. And everyone, because Brian has a great butt, everyone knows. Like he was uh, a catcher. Thank you. Thank so you. He, he was great at doing squats. So he would be squatting all the time. He had a great strong butt. But if you actually watched him walk, the right glute wasn't engaging as much as the left. And then we went to muscle testing and everyone and everything. I remember this specifically. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So Did you fix that? Did you ever fix that? I'm going to think that we have worked on it together over the uh, years. Sure. You know, big butts, that's where the power comes from. It's partly genetic and uh, partly. That's how his, his uh, bench strength is. <laughs> <laughs> Poor. Can't tell him a massive pecs. Multivitamin. <laughs> Uh, good times. Um, yeah, yes. I think this is this is very interesting just to hear your words, just because we do train a ton of people who are really all over the spectrum of like the, the high level executive to the high level athlete and to the person who's never been in a gym before and just like general population. So 
we see a lot of anxiety, we see a lot of stress. So it's extremely useful um, and beneficial to hear your perspective just in terms of the simplest multivitamin and how that can you know, speak volumes for people. So thank you. You're welcome. Sharing and I do think knowledge. in the midst of chaos, a routine is great because it decreases your stress. If you have a routine, you know what it's going to be. Even if something comes into your life, you get a new pet, mm-hmm. keep your routine. Figure yeah. it out. Keep your routine. So that helps the stress. And two, have a role model mindset. Because your intention when you do anything, if you think, when I come to work out, I'm going to role model, which is a very different mindset than I'm just coming to work out. I'm coming in, I'm going to work out as a role model. I have to role model for myself, for yeah. people. Other people watch me. So having routines and having a role model mindset will set your intention for everything you do all day long. Yeah. And I really, really appreciate you guys inviting me here. It was awesome. I love that. What was the name of the podcast? Inside the huddle. Nice. And where can people find you? You can find me at Godo Chiropractic. But the actual website is go to Godo, G-O-D-O dot com. Go to Godo. <laughs> Belmont Sheffield. Belmont Sheffield. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle. Make sure to tune in again next week.